0: Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This one's called Metaverse Monstrosities. Ooh. Uh, Because, well, Facebook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because, well, you know, Facebook?
1: Yeah, there was a... Basically, there was a video that got put out um, by Mark Zuckerberg. It was on October 28th of 2021, and um, it was announcing, you know, the big change. Facebook changed its name from Facebook to Meta, and I had seen some, um, some highlights of it and, you know, heard a bit of them talking about the video, but I wanted to see it for myself, so I went on to the old YouTube, and I found... That the video itself was actually an hour and 17 minute long presentation that Mark Zuckerberg did for his like big announcement mm-hmm. address thing. And uh, so I was like, oh shit, okay, well I'm going to watch this. I just finished it. So I'm really worked up <laughs> right now. If I sound... <laughs> If I sound worked up, it's because I just watched an hour and 17 minutes.
0: Of Mark Zuckerberg. Of Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Okay, so. What's wrong with you? It's got me a little on edge. Yeah. It's got me a little on edge. Yeah, you seem it. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine staring, staring at a robot alien lizard. For an hour and 17 minutes.
0: I wouldn't do it. No yeah, thanks. Yeah, it,
1: it was hard. It was hard. The video has about 3.1 million views. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is the channel is meta. It's Facebook's channel, which only has 152,000 subscribers.
0: Because <laughs> nobody likes it. Which
1: is really funny. Uh, so as you would imagine, comments were disabled for this video.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. And they
1: have hidden the dislikes button. So I don't know how many dislikes uh, there were. Okay. But I'm sure it's quite a few, let's mm-hmm. just say. Mm-hmm. Um. It's... Oh, God. Oh, it was rough. Okay.
0: Okay, yeah. So, take a breath. So,
1: tell, tell us what you saw. What I saw. I feel like, uh, honestly, know, a, a lot of the coverage of it, they missed a lot of like major things. So, that was kind of why I wanted to do this. I wanted to break down the metaverse monstrosities. And uh, in this section, I call Mark's Meta Masturbation.
0: <laughs> Mark's Meta Masturbation.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's what I would have titled the video had I released the video. <laughs> Because it's an alliteration, it's a better name than the one they have. <laughs> okay. So it starts with Mark, and it's him. It's Mark Zuckerberg. He looks like, I want to call him Pinocchio, because his hair looks like it's painted on, or like he's in Star Trek, like it's perfect, mm-hmm. in a weird way that's annoying, and his eyes are vacant, and he looks like, you know, a yeah. robot, alien yeah. lizard guy. Yeah. He looks terrible. His skin is awful. He's <laughs> clearly on a green screen. Uh-huh. And it, it starts, and he just looks right at the camera and goes, Hey. And like there's a pause, like he's waiting for a reaction. And so th- it's just starts off awkward. You know what I mean? Like you have awkward Pinocchio looking Zuckerberg going, Hey, and waiting for a response.
0: <laughs> like, what are you are you supposed to say hey back?
1: I don't know. It sets the tone though, because the whole it's just gonna stay weird like that. Okay. Yeah. Um he rambles, you know, about tech and then it's like he starts getting into like, you know, the internet evolved from this into this, and ne- the next step is this thing we're gonna call the metaverse. We're gonna go into the internet. It's mm. been a it's been a sci-fi trope for uh, since as long as we are even before there was the internet. Right, yeah. Um the, the the idea of going inside of the internet and feeling it all around. So this is what Mark is really interested in now, I guess, because I think Facebook has hit a wall and <laughs> uh they're I mean they pretty much have everybody on the planet that they can get. Like It's true. So, yeah. I think he yeah. wanted to move into something else. So, that's what this whole meta well, thing is all and about.
0: And plus, as a robot lizard android man,
1: mm-hmm. I, he'll
0: feel more comfortable, I think, in the the metaverse. Yeah, I do too. Than I do too. just looking at the internet.
1: Yeah. And also, like, in the metaverse, as you'll see in a minute when I describe what's happening, he can be more animated and not look so bad. <laughs>
0: Right, the cartoon, kind yeah. of an, uh, what do they call it, avatar, avatar right. of himself. He can add a little, like, rouge. Life. Ru- the life? avatar of him <laughs>
1: looks more, way more lifelike than his actual person. I was person. thinking
0: blush or rouge, but you said he could infuse a little life, life into, him. into Look, his appearance. An
1: artificial representation of Mark Zuckerberg looks more lifelike than actual Mark Zuckerberg. Than the live Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's like like that uncanny valley thing that happens Mm -hmm. where when something becomes so lifelike it becomes creepy. Mm -hmm. He's in that.
0: (laughs) He is that.
1: Yeah, and then any (laughs) version of him is just an improvement. (laughs) Okay. At this point. Mm -hmm. So he looks terrible and then he's basically saying like, it's time for me to show you what the metaverse is going to look like even though it doesn't exist. And I'm going to do it on this green screen. So get ready for a ride. Uh And that's... The way he goes into it. So this is a quote three minutes in, and I just find this quote to be infuriating. And let's see if you see it. I'm curious if you find this as infuriating as I did. He says, the best way to understand the metaverse is by experiencing it for yourself, which is hard because it doesn't exist yet. (laughs) Do you not is that not the dumbest (laughs) sentence you've ever heard?
0: Uh yeah. It's up there. It's really stupid. Duh, dude. What?
1: Yeah. So then then what I say in my notes I have, then the real fun begins, which oh, I was I was very mad when I was typing these notes.
0: You're still worked up right now. I am. Yeah. I am.
1: It was hard to watch. (laughs) So Mark's cartoon man goes into the internet and they actually make a joke about him being a robot. So like he goes into this. It shows this cartoon man go into this meeting room with all of with his friends, and they all have avatars, and they're floating around in space, and the one guy's avatar is a robot, and Mark's like, oh, cool, you got a robot avatar, ha, 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 and people say, I'm a robot.
0: Oh, so, oh, so he's got a little self-deprecation Yeah, there. I mean, he
1: knows that- Or
0: self-awareness. He knows
1: that he's a robot, and he knows that we all know he's a robot. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, the cartoons do all kinds of shit. The imagery's pretty cool. It shows, like, futuristic metaverse type of thing. And, uh, it, you know, it's flashy. It's part of the probably the thing you would see if you saw a clip of it. Because mm-hmm. they clearly, it looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah. He felt the need to, at this point, say that privacy is important, but that was it. He didn't say anything about how they would make any of this private. He just said, you know, we know it's important. So, <laughs> privacy
0: matters or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Anyway, look at my avatar.
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> He now says, like, we've already got some things to build this technology. We have our Oculus thing and our Horizons project, which apparently Horizons is divided up into Horizon Home Horizon Worlds, and Horizon Workrooms.
0: Is that the thing you wear on your face? Yeah,
1: it's all with the Oculus. It's the goggles you put on your face. Uh And you can make a little home-looking space for you.
0: I have been getting so many ads on Facebook for that thing. That's
1: because it's part of this whole thing they're trying to do.
0: It's weird because I've never expressed interest (laughs) in any kind of like virtual reality or...
1: No, but he thinks we're interested yeah, in it. Yeah, so and he's, he's like, here's this, you need to buy one. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty funny because they say they have these products and it works on, like, you can make a birthday party for somebody in virtual reality and customize mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But then the whole time in the video at the bottom of the screen, it says in all capital letters, by the way, not actual product images. Images are strictly <laughs> for illustrative purposes only. So, like... You're showing us what you already have, but not really. But like, not
0: really, because it doesn't exist.
1: Because it doesn't exist. That's the theme of all this. He's just wildly <laughs> speculating. He's like, I'm just going to wildly speculate for a while about what the metaverse is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happens. Then the, the scene that also got a lot of press in the news happens where it's this concert. Um, there's a concert happening, and the girl calls her other friend on like their wrist phones, because I guess he thinks wrist phones are going to be a thing. Ugh. and uh says like hey i'm at this concert you should come join and then the friend somehow they don't explain how magically pops up as like a hologram mm-hmm. at the concert and she feels like she's really there and the other friend who's physically at the concert can see the hologram mm-hmm. but they don't explain how the fuck that would work because
0: cuz she's not wearing a
1: Right. No, and there would have to be some kind of technology there to make a hologram of the girl for her to see her.
0: Right, like a projector of something Unless time. she
1: was also wearing glasses and then only she could see her. <laughs> so the whole thing is fucking weird and confusing yeah. and it doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, but you're not supposed to worry about that, I yeah, think, that, because it's don't, all wild speculation. Don't, yeah, don't
0: focus on that.
1: So then they decide, well, the important thing to talk about here is gaming. Let's talk about gaming. And Mark's interpretation of talking about gaming is showing people playing chess, then playing ping pong, and then doing like surfing with hydrofoil, like surfing on the ocean. Which, when I think of gaming, none of that is what I think of. I don't know about you.
0: Okay, so he's showing you how you can use this non-existent metaverse mm-hmm. to play games with others, uh-huh. such as chess. Yes, Where it's like you're together, but you're not really. Right. Right.
1: And so when you, but to me, when you say gaming, you're trying to, like, you're talking about video games. You're trying to get into the video game crowd.
0: I mean, that's where, is that where everybody goes with that thought? I don't know.
1: I would think so.
0: I know that's where I go with it. I know that's where you go with it. But is that where everyone goes?
1: Apparently not. Apparently chess and ping pong are hot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Mark zuckerberg so.
1: <laughs> he loves chess and ping pong <laughs> yeah so then he interviews a lady who i call female fonzie because she looks like fonzie and she has a leather jacket like fonzie <laughs> so female fonzie is like their uh, person who's in charge of gaming and gaming coding and programming at <laughs> oh, facebook
0: does she like put her thumbs up and go yeah, hey
1: she does and what so neither of them are actors And so they're reading from cue cards, and they're really bad at acting. She's like, that would be awesome. And then, like, Mark steps on her line, and they didn't edit it at all, because I don't think anybody had the balls to tell them they're terrible. Tell them
0: that, like, Mark, we need to redo that. Yeah, so they
1: step on each other a couple of times, which is kind of funny. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then they announce they're working on uh, Beat Saber, and Mark says that he's played Beat Saber so much that he probably should have been working on this metaverse stuff instead. And that's why the technology isn't where it should be. What? Yeah, he basically says he plays Beat Saber so much.
0: What's the, what is Beat Saber? It's
1: a game you play in VR with a where you have like a lightsaber and you hit to the music. It's like and you like chop things to the music. That sounds
0: terrible.
1: Eh, it's probably pretty fun, but either way, he does it so much and it doesn't work on the metaverse. He, so that's he actually what, said that. So in that's
0: video. what Zuckerberg does all day,
1: apparently. And then they announced they're making a Grand Theft Auto for VR, which is great. I gotta love. Punching and shooting a hooker and stealing the money from her in VR. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Then he, he he segues from games into fitness pretty well. So it's like, hey, these things are going to make you move around. And we're going to have like right. fitness. And he's like, you can learn sword fighting and boxing. And it's just as odd as the gaming one in the sense that he picks weird sports to <laughs> yeah, do.
0: you're like, where do you... Sword starts. fighting and boxing? What? <laughs> yeah, if you... Normally, I guess you would think more of like walking
1: or you would think um, he would have gotten like a celebrity something
0: aerobics yeah or or
1: like gotten a celebrity like a football player or like a basketball player something like that but the celebrity he chose to get is a professional sword fighter and he fences (laughs) with him so it shows you how odd mark is and just like how infuriating well
0: that's the second like kind of pointy phallic esque object that he's playing with yeah, yeah. during his metaverse masturbation it, he does masturbate a lot because in he's it. the first is the beat stick and then this mm-hmm. is the sword
1: yeah the beat saber
0: mark we're on to you dude yeah
1: <laughs> so mark with this excellent segue says enough fun and games now it's time to everyone's favorite work um... and he says it completely like that just like <laughs> eh, eh, isn't that funny how i said work is everyone's favorite I don't know why he does that. But then they talk about like office spaces and like, oh, you can make your office look like a beach and it'll be great. And no one will want to murder each other in the future at their jobs. That's
0: such a lie. (laughs) Because you're going to go
1: to virtual meetings that look like a beach and that's going to fix it all. Yeah. It's stupid. Bury your boss in the sand. Mm hmm. And then (laughs) he's like, we actually have a practical announcement here. This is one of the funny. I underlined this in my notes. And I, I, in front of it, I wrote LMAO, because it's so funny. Okay. So he said, we're updating it so that you don't have to use your Facebook account to log into work meetings. So apparently, up until now, you had to to do any of uh, the work in VR that they have been doing. You had to use your personal Facebook account. Mm. And people have been bitching about it for a long time, and he's just now realizing
0: that, that maybe like,
1: people wouldn't want to tie their personal yeah. Facebook account to their fucking job.
0: Oh, wow. In yeah. 2021. Yeah, I know. Mark Zuckerberg finally realized. Finally
1: realizes. People guys, don't
0: want to, to combine those two uh-huh. worlds necessarily. Yeah,
1: guys, I just realized you don't want to link your Facebook account to your work thing. We're going to have an update for that. Oh, good. Which is fucking hilarious in the middle of this video because it's like, wow, way to show how fucking out of touch you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ugh. Then he talks about holograms a lot, but he has no demonstration or no realization of how that technology would work. So something about holograms is going to make work better somehow.
0: (laughs) I guess. Mm.
1: Yeah. Then the the only part of the thing that's really cool happens. They they bridge talking about business to, to, to education and how we could use VR headsets and these glasses and things to improve on education. And this is the section of the video that's fucking awesome. They get a teacher lady on there. She shows you how putting on glasses could like let you look at planets and look up into the skies and see constellations and right. f- it could zoom in on Be stars. Used as a
0: teaching tool. Yeah, and it was yeah. very
1: fucking cool. It's that, like I would totally do that.
0: That sounds neat.
1: Yeah. And like a way to make it seem like you're in VR ancient Rome and you could see and hear how yeah, Rome you would you can, have looked.
0: Yeah, you can like turn... 360 yeah. and see what you would be seeing if you were really there.
1: That's awesome. And yeah, you're, you're like, like that, that could happen soon and would be useful and cool. Yeah. So that part of the whole thing I have no complaints about. It's the only part of the video that I thought was cool was like here's how we're going to do uh education. And mm-hmm. they actually said they have a David Attenborough VR documentary oh. that's on Oculus about nature and you know David Attenborough and his awesome yeah. accent. Yeah. And you can do like a VR documentary that they just released with him right now. That seems pretty awesome. And like
0: learn about some sloths or something. Mm-hmm.
1: But then they say they're giving a whopping $150 million they're setting aside for educational creators, which $150 million out of Facebook, which is like 0.0001% of what they make in a fucking day.
0: Well, at least they agreed to set something aside for education. I, I mean, did I? Mm.
1: I guess it's infuriating because that number seems awfully small for Facebook.
0: Well, they have a lot more that they're interested in than Mm -hmm. educating children.
1: Yeah, because next is where they go with that. The the real meat of this is uh, we're going to talk about commerce. Mm -hmm. And this is where Mark patronizes the fuck out of the audience and says (laughs) things like, we're going to be serving everyone and be inclusive. And there's going to be free apps, as in free, as in give Facebook all your data and we can sell it over and over again. Yeah, free
0: apps. You download it and then it. Tracks you and you put in all your information, and Facebook keeps mm-hmm. it and goes, Let's study this.
1: He defends Facebook and says things like, We learned lessons, we got to do better. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. The main argument, though, is that, like, the main argument in this section, he's basically saying that, like, if you buy shit in the metaverse, you're going to want to transfer it over. So, like, if I buy a sweet jacket for my avatar, it needs to work everywhere, or else people wouldn't want to buy it. And the way things are now, if you buy something in a game, it's only for that one game. Uh, And they need to build things that are transferable to put real value in them, which is kind of true. But then their argument is, so we need to build everything.
0: And I don't even know.
1: That's where it becomes bullshit. And that's Mm -mm. why this whole thing is infuriating. Because really, what he's trying to, that's the main argument of the whole video, is like, hey, this is all coming, and we should be in charge of it. So that it could be the way we want it to be.
0: Right. And then we'll have complete and total control Uh over this um, service or Mm -hmm. features that we offer. And no one will be able to compete or offer anything else similar
1: argument in this whole fucking video that's yeah. the that's the point of it that's the meat of it and that's what's so fucking and he's infuriating standing there
0: like a lizard trying uh-huh. to get you jazzed up for this new facebook undertaking yeah that's mm-hmm. gonna be
1: this metaverse that we're gonna be in charge of and it's super frustrating because no one wants this no one wants mark running this shit he's no. crazy he's gonna have us boxing and sword fighting and shit <laughs> and it's gonna be weird that's my... It's, it's going to be weird. Uh, mm-hmm. So next he kind of talks about like how complicated hands are and technology's hard and what virtual pets could be like. It's weird. It goes all over the place. hands? Yeah. Like they they're like, you know, hands are hard and... Showing them in the world working. I guess well, if
0: you're a lizard, hands are hard.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: you're like, what is this?
1: And then like and then how what would it be like to have a virtual pet? That part's boring and stupid. We and had
0: those in the nineties. Yeah, I know. Those it was like little Tamagotchi things we Yeah, I know. We we've had already pets. had
1: virtual pets. Yeah. But we've
0: been there, Mark. But Thanks. he's
1: arguing that we we can't we just can't wrap our brains around the technology, but we're working on it.
0: Um we've already done it.
1: Yeah. Then um, they talk about privacy and diversity. So he'd mentioned privacy earlier. So I thought at this time, like I presumed, like you would, that, oh, finally, he's going to tell us about like what they're going to do about privacy, because this whole thing is built on Facebook or Meta running this whole thing. So the question is, if you're running everything, how the fuck are you going to make it private? Because you're going to know everything. But. You would think he would answer that, but he doesn't. Instead, he basically says, like, we need to be responsible. We need to make sure that we include everyone. So he never says anything about LGBTQ or race issues. He just dances around them mm-hmm. by saying be inclusive and have everyone. He uses,
0: like, the PC terminology without getting into the uh-huh. the meat of it. He's
1: like, consider everyone without saying how they haven't been doing that, which mm-hmm. is it also infuriating because you know well, he knows well
0: he's not going to say which we haven't been doing <laughs> yeah i know because that would be negative and the yeah. dislikes on that video would be even greater
1: that's true that's true Then they talk about like how to build the technology. So they got a partnership with Ray Bans to make glasses and all kinds of other stupid shit. They show a room that has sensors on everything and a person who has sensors on everything. they're like, look, we can make a 3D model of the room and she can pick up stuff. And it's all dumb because you would have to put little stickers on everything you fucking own. For yeah, it to work.
0: I just don't... Mm-mm. It
1: doesn't make any sense, and it's mm-mm. dumb, and it doesn't really belong in the video, and I don't really know why he put it in there.
0: Not to mention, as he said himself, it's not its not a thing yet, anyway. Yeah, I
1: know. It but, doesn't even
0: exist.
1: But they are trying to show it to you somehow, and the way they do it is stupid. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It's just some lady walking around picking up cups and shit.
0: Was that the Fonzie lady?
1: No, the Fonzie... Female Fonzie was only in the gaming part of it. This lady was just her name's like shing pig or something it's some uh, chinese lady okay and she's picking up cups and moving them from one place to another and they're showing it render it on the screen and they're like look it's in real time like when she moves the cup you see it the cup move on the screen mm-hmm. as if somehow that's amazing uh mm-hmm. but it's not it's stupid and i don't know why they do it
0: <laughs> let me ask you this if anyone else had been giving this Presentation, would it have been better? Is it? Are you? Uh, of course. Yes. Your, it would have been
1: a million times better if anybody else did it.
0: Okay. So your anger, really, in a lot of ways, is towards Mark.
1: No, it's not. It's towards Facebook, the whole thing. Like well, the I way mean, Mark is Facebook. The, yeah. The way it's done, it's very much like. It's patronizing. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. The images aren't really reflective of any technology they actually have. And so it's just a bunch of wild speculations about why they should be in charge of things. So it's just incredibly infuriating. And so after all this tech bullshit, they start to wrap it up. And Mark comes out and he's like, We're, we're gonna change the name of Facebook, because Facebook is one product, and our company is much bigger than one product, and our brand needs to be bigger, and we want to be a metaverse company, so we're changing our name to Meta, and that's why we're doing this, which is complete bullshit, we all know they're changing their name to Meta, because the name of Facebook has been drawn through the mud so horribly, and everyone knows how bad Facebook is, and it's seen zuckerberg testifying on congress repeatedly repeatedly looking horrible and sweaty and like a robot man
0: (laughs) like a lizard
1: like a lizard robot man and so that's that's how they kind of wrap the video up and it's like there you go congratulations and they're like aren't
0: you stoked and excited because we are
1: and like i said the the thing that's maddening the whole time is that it's it's him jacking himself off. It's very much masturbation of him being like, "Look what we can do in the future, and we should be in charge of it." Heatedly do. And it And it's just it's just hard to watch, you know, like it made mm-hmm. me very mad, and by the end of it, I was even more anti-Mark than I was when I started.
0: It's partly so, because he's so out of touch.
1: Yeah, he's so, I mean,
0: and he always has been.
1: And it's so it's so presumptuous. It's so mm-hmm. like, I'm going to tell you how technology is going to work. And he doesn't know shit. He's just pulling it out of his ass. That's what's so, ugh. It's really infuriating. And it's just him with a green screen behind him. And they have all these effects like, ooh, it's going to be dazzling. But mm-hmm. we've had green screen effects. It doesn't look any better than than The Sims. It looks like The Sims.
0: Hey, I like The Sims.
1: I do too. But I'm saying <laughs> that, how old is The Sims? Pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, EA has already done this, dude, a long ass time ago. Yeah, And it was way more fun and better than anything Facebook's going to fucking do. That was my whole infuriating part with it. They're just wasting money. And the one part of it that is cool, the the educational part, the part that actually has promise, they've set aside $150 million for. Which is really, oh, it's like the stab in the heart. Like the one cool part of your idea that you have and you're you're saving a tiny little 150 million for it when your company does billions of year a year. Yeah. <sighs> and so that is why it's infuriating. That is the video. That's Mark's meta masturbation.
0: Keeping with the theme of alliteration.
1: Mm, yes.
0: We're moving into the next section titled Francis's Facebook Files.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that.
0: So Mark announced the launch or the existence of Meta or the Mm -hmm. Metaverse at the end of October. Mm -hmm. And that was on the heels of something that happened in early October that was kind of bad in a big way (laughs) for Facebook. I think I might know what you're talking about. Right. So in early October, a woman by the name of Frances Haugen testified before Congress after it was revealed that she was the whistleblower who put Facebook on blast to the SEC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She had been an employee of Facebook for two years as a data scientist. Basically, she had thousands of pages of internal company documents from Facebook that she used to argue to the SEC that Facebook was misleading investors about what it knew about about how dangerous the social media giant had become, hmm. especially in terms of influencing behavior, such as the radicalization of the platform's users who instigated the January 6th riot at the Capitol building.
1: Huh. Okay. So she was there for two years as a data scientist mm-hmm. and saw all this stuff yeah. that Facebook had been doing internal research, and she also saw that it wasn't going anywhere.
0: And she had the receipts. Yeah she she took pictures using her cell phone really? because all of basically all of Facebook's super smart nerdy people had gone remote due to covid uh-huh. so they're all working from home and she began she knew she couldn't like take mm, like downloads yeah, of
1: cuz they'd f- see it
0: files or conversations mm-hmm. so she just began snapping pictures on her cell phone huh and saving them.
1: That's hilarious. So that
0: was that's basically her her receipts for these allegations. Now, as we mentioned, Facebook is well versed at being scrutinized by yeah. feds. If we remember the Cambridge Analytica, yeah, and then of course the alleged Russian interference of the 2016 elections, mm-hmm. etc. So like, oh, Mark's been called before Congress. <laughs> yeah, he there many in times.
1: Intimately familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But this was different, and it, it is different. Uh-huh. Number one, it involved the SEC, okay. which is the Security and Exchange Commission. You're talking about money this mm-hmm. time. And number two, the information came from within. The call came from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> Francis was hired by Facebook to study how Facebook's algorithms amplify misinformation and the spread of disinformation across the Mm -hmm. platform. She told Congress that Facebook consistently chose to maximize growth and profits rather than implement safeguards to protect end users. Wow.
1: So she was pissed that they weren't doing anything about it. So she got there and she's like, oh, cool. They're doing this internal research. That's good. And then, there, then she was like, after two years, was like, "Fucking, they're not doing anything about it."
0: Right. And the irony of all of this is that she was hired by Facebook to study this. Yeah. They had their own internal researchers oh. looking at how their platform was being used by people to radicalize and expose other users to
1: hate speech and violence what did they think like hiring them and then letting them find out and then not doing anything about it was going to be fine
0: yeah apparently i guess
1: like if you just throw enough money if we hire enough people yeah say we're doing something
0: Yeah. So the way that Facebook on the smart data Francis side of things operates is they kind of have a Facebook for employees. Yeah. It's like the Facebook that we use, but Mm. it's specifically for employees of Facebook. And Mm -hmm. it's all very open.
1: You might say it's like a meta Facebook. It is.
0: It's all very open in the sense that users across the platform who are employees of different departments Mm. can converse and they can see conversations happening between other members. And if they have an idea, they can contribute to a conversation. So they kind of like you know, suck their own dicks a little bit in how, like, great they believe that that is. And it would be, except that they consistently were finding all of these problems Mm -hmm. and nothing was being done about them despite these really smart web techie people screaming, going, this needs to change. Facebook is causing problems. And Mark was like, Eh. eh,
1: I'm too worried about going to play <laughs> ping pong.
0: Eh, whatever. So it was a lot of these conversations mm-hmm. that Frances photographed that took she took pictures of mm-hmm. using her phone. Yeah,
1: and was like, what the hell?
0: Of these like really smart science, you know, Silicon Valley-esque type minds going, We need to change this as is having really negative real <laughs> world implications. Help.
1: And then nobody doing anything. And then nothing happening.
0: So one area that these files brought to light was how Mark Zuckerberg's public claims have almost always been in direct conflict with Facebook's own internal research. Hmm. (laughs) They are. Because, you know, he goes out in public every once in a while and he's like, oh, it's great. We're doing so good. So many good things are happening. That's <laughs> why... to Facebook. But Facebook's own employees are going, that's uh-huh. bad. It's real bad.
1: That's why I want to call him Pinocchio because he's not a real person and he <laughs> lies all the time. He's got both the Pinocchio characteristics.
0: Yeah. So for example, Zuckerberg testified last year before Congress mm-hmm. that the company removes 94% of the hate speech it finds before a human being reports it. Huh. They have those bots or whatever. Uh-huh. That's like, the hate speech. It we're finds. so on top of things, mm-hmm. don't you worry? But mm-hmm. <laughs> these files that Francis provided uh-huh. show that based on Facebook's own internal reviews, uh-huh. less than five percent of all hate speech, yeah. is ever actually removed.
1: Exactly. So the the, the part of that sentence is doing a lot of work is the of content we find. Yeah. So ninety four percent of the time, when we're sure it's racism, we actually take it down. Da, 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 da.
0: But as it turns out, they're not really removing. Yeah, they're not any of it. Hardly.
1: Yeah, because they because most of it they never find because they can't.
0: Yes, and yeah. they don't have an interest in actually setting up mechanisms that would find it.
1: No, they don't because they're making money over it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Another revelation brought to attention was how Facebook totally dropped the ball in the months leading up to January sixth. Now, they had spent a great deal of time policing the platform leading up to the 2020 elections, like removing content that promoted violence, misinformation, and politically motivated hate speech. Hmm. I know that they did this because we here at the Carolina Snowflakes Hmm. even had a hard time getting our content onto Facebook during the months leading up to the election because we're a politically kind of uh, yeah podcast. Wow. So they really did do that. That actually happened. But the problem is that after the election, they basically stopped. Yeah. They stopped the policing of content. And as a result, dozens of these Stop the Steal mm-hmm. groups emerged yeah, and were basically a coordinated campaign. And that term coordinated campaign came from Facebook themselves (laughs) in studying what happened.
1: Wow. What's funny to me about that too, is this like, it's like they knew it was a problem and they started to do something about it, but then Joe Biden got elected and they're like, all right, everything's cool.
0: Yeah. They were just like, anyway, what's happening over here? Yeah. So... Facebook knew. Yeah, <laughs> they knew. I bet Prince
1: Harry called him too.
0: You think maybe? <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I just got off the phone with Jack. He's like, things are looking Mark, awful. Mark, there's a problem.
1: Facebook's all on Twitter.
0: By the time Facebook tried to reimpose its stricter content policing, it was already too late. Yeah, January 6th happened.
1: Yeah, it happened.
0: And in large part, it happened because the groups on Facebook. Yep. These Stop the Steal, Uh QAnon-themed conspiracy theory crazy nutbirds. Ridiculous. And Facebook knew. They knew. They knew the whole time. Now, outside of the U.S., the problem with Facebook being used as a hate vessel is even worse. Yeah, I'm sure. There's little to no monitoring of content and hate speech on Facebook in places like India
1: or Egypt. Yeah, and they make the argument they don't have enough people to speak the language because, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a valid argument somehow.
0: That is not a valid argument. No, it's not. But it's actually kind of true in the sense that um, in... Those countries, um, a lot of the, the content as far as like how to report hate mm-hmm. speech to Facebook, they haven't translated it yet. Right. It's still in English.
1: Yep. And and the thing is, they can afford to spend money on some jerk off making a video about hands and how complicated they are for Mark <laughs> to come out and show us a cartoon instead mm. of hiring people to... To do that kind of work that actually matters.
0: Right. Protecting end users. That's
1: another reason this all is infuriating.
0: Mm-hmm. 84% of efforts to reduce the spread of misinformation and hate goes strictly to the U.S. <laughs> the rest of the 16% goes to the rest of the world. The rest of the like, world, all together. All together Ugh. gets 16% of time, energy, money, resources to to control or police <laughs> monitoring hate.
1: You know why they changed their name. I hate Facebook. It's it's really yeah, easy. Yeah,
0: that's why he, that's why this wasn't coincidence that mm-hmm. Metaverse was announced mm-hmm. after these files came out and Francis testified. Another issue brought to light by these files is the fact that for years Facebook has chosen to maximize engagement. Over end user safety. Yeah. Emojis or like reacts sway what people see. Yeah. In particular, angry reacts Mm -hmm. means more shares, more views. Yep. Because the Facebook algorithm picks it up as being more engaged. Yep. So this post is causing more engagement. Therefore, more people want to see it, presumably. Let's make sure that it's in more feeds Mm -hmm. than other posts.
1: That way they can blame people, too.
0: Yeah. So in 2019, a Facebook researcher, so this is from within, it's the (laughs) call within the house again, Uh created a dummy account for a make-believe user Mm -hmm. named Carol Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Carol was a politically conservative mother from Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Her account indicated that she had interests in politics, parenting, and Christianity. (laughs) Carol followed Fox News. And she followed Donald Trump. This was obviously before he got banned. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway, in less than two days... Carol's account was getting invitations to join Facebook groups dedicated to QAnon.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Carol, she's a prime candidate.
0: Oh yeah, no, perfect. Now Carol, who's not real but was, you know, the Facebook person, chose not to join. She chose not to join any of I'm these QAnon I'm groups. Not I'm not doing it. You can't make me. I won't. But despite that, Facebook's algorithm continued to fill. Carol's feed with pages and groups dedicated to hate speech and spreading disinformation mm-hmm. the researcher who created Carol's account reported that the experience was a quote barrage of extreme conspiratorial and graphic content yeah so like the person did this and was like that was fucked uh-huh <laughs> and wrote about it
1: well I mean I've made a troll account on Facebook that was uh, we'll say he was a right wing guy himself and I can say firsthand They barrage you with it. Yeah. It's weird. It doesn't work the other way either, at least to to my knowledge, from what I've seen. My regular Facebook account doesn't get barraged with that shit, only the one that pretends to be right-wing.
0: Well, that's because your regular Facebook account, you aren't that. Right. You're not Carol Smith, a conservative Christian mom from Wilmington, North Carolina.
1: Or Billy Ray Charles. You're
0: you, so you're not going to get invited to Mm -hmm. join crazy QAnon groups and whatever right-wing bullshit. Facebook's own research found that the platform routinely pushes users into increasingly narrow echo chambers where violence and conspiracy theories thrive. So the more you join these groups,
1: the deeper now, you go. Now Carol
0: didn't, but many do or did. The more you get exposed to even specific smaller mm-hmm. tailored groups to hate and extremism. Mhm. And then you end up with January 6th. Mhm. Facebook allowed QAnon to operate on its platform largely unchecked for more than a year Hmm. after the FBI deemed it a domestic terrorist threat. Wow. Yeah.
1: People don't care about those domestic terrorist threats for some reason.
0: Can't be bothered. It's it's (laughs) fucking odd. Don't give a shit. Can't be bothered. It's
1: odd. Anyway.
0: Now, in addition to the atrocities happening on Facebook, the files leaked by Francis also showed the devastating effects Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Yes,
1: it is. Has
0: had and continues to have on young people, mm-hmm. particularly young girls.
1: We might call this section Instagram's instigation.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's fitting. And then in
1: parentheses, it'd say suicide.
0: Parentheses, suicide. <laughs> yeah. Facebook's own study, again, they're studying themselves, uh-huh. found that 13.5% of UK teen girls reported their experiences with suicidal thoughts became more frequent after joining Instagram. Wow. So joining Instagram made them want to kill themselves.
1: <laughs> Basically, essentially. <laughs> I mean, joining... we're
0: laughing, but that's not, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, now it's kind of funny because it's like your product is that bad. Your product is so bad. <laughs> yeah. That it makes people want to kill themselves.
0: Another Facebook study found that 17% of teen girls say they experienced worsening disordered eating after using yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was exacerbating.
1: Yeah, I think it, it upvotes like a lot of the extreme dieting bullshit. It makes yeah. the girls want to be super skinny. And if you think about the principle of Instagram, it's like and posting pictures. what it pictures. is, it's just pictures. It's yeah. just
0: imagery and a lot of heavily doctored, mm-hmm. photoshopped, to edited.
1: pressure you into feeling like you need to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: that's horrible. For it's sp-
1: very horrible.
0: It's horrible for anyone, but in particular women and in particular young
1: women. Mm-hmm.
0: And 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel even worse.
1: <laughs> oh, let's go somewhere to make us feel worse.
0: Yeah, so you're feeling ugly or something. And uh. you need- Log on to your Instagram and scroll, and you're exposed to images that, by the time you're done scrolling, make you feel even worse about yourself.
1: The thing is, teenagers are honest as shit too. We need to listen to them because it's doing the same thing to adults. We're just we don't we're not honest enough to admit it. You know yes. what I mean? We should listen to these teen girls because they are honest.
0: Well, and also they're more vulnerable. Yeah, than adults. They're more
1: vulnerable and they're more honest, and what they say is probably right.
0: It happened that in this particular instance, the Instagram um, side of these files is the one time in which the Democrats and the Republicans actually seem to agree mm-hmm. during um, Francis's testimony. They ba- they basically were like, you don't fuck with kids. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. that's too far.
1: That's the bridge too far. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and it was during the testimony that Frances told lawmakers that what they need to do to fix this or try to fix this is to target the algorithms. Like that was her area of expertise. And that was where she believed the biggest issues to be stemming from in Facebook and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Facebook and on Instagram, a post with engagement is featured more prominently yeah. in feeds, in everyone's feeds mm-hmm. who follows whatever page it is. This engagement-based formula helps push sensational content such as posts that feature rage, hate, or misinformation in front of more faces. Yeah. So in the world of Facebook, engagement is good. Yeah. More people need to see this thing. But in reality, this thing may be detrimental To the people that are saying extreme
1: dieting or pro suicide Mm -hmm. or flat earth bullshit.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's causing kids to be exposed to more pro Anna content. It's dividing families and communities. And in the Middle East and around the world, it's fanning the flames of ethnic and religious violence. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe Congress will intervene. That's what we need. Because we're kind of at that point now, so the testimony has happened, and now Congress is left going, "What do we do?"
1: We, they got to do something,
0: and there are some options on the table. Um, one would be to, like try to do something national, where they pass a national
1: law. Yeah, well, they're they're an American company, which is good,
0: right? To implement like safeguards or measures, yeah. I don't really know how they would do that.
1: Th- they need um, to.
0: Another proposal was to start letting private citizens sue Facebook.
1: That's another option.
0: Of like, your my exposure to the content on Facebook caused harm. I, I like I'm that option you. less because- Because right it, now you can't sue Facebook.
1: Right. I like that option less because it involves getting rid of that Section 230 thing. Yeah. And doing that would create a lot of waste and a lot of lawsuits. So I, I think that idea could work, but I don't necessarily like the idea of letting- private citizens sue Facebook, I'd prefer if the government would do it. And the government would be like, okay, private citizens can't sue you, but we can.
0: Now, Frances was also pretty clear um, during her testimony that she did not believe that letting Facebook kind of splinter and separate into smaller entities- Yeah, that's
1: not going to do it. would
0: actually do any good. No, I don't think so either. She thought it would actually do more harm. I think so. Um, which made sense true. to me. Yeah, it It's just more to it's
1: more complicated, more to, to deal with. I think what needs to happen is it needs to be like almost like a utility. It needs to be highly regulated by the government. That's my two cents for my solution to this. Is that a company as big as Facebook is almost infrastructure at this point. And so it needs yeah. to be treated that way.
0: Yeah, because there's so many people on the platform. Exactly. And so many people have clearly, even by Facebook, <laughs> the thing I guess that gets me the most is the fact that they did their own internal research on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like they're going, they, can't, they have literally can't be like, we had no idea. <laughs> yeah, they Yes, know. you did. Mm-hmm. You knew the whole and time. did it anyway. And you did it anyway and you didn't care because you wanted to make money.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I hate to be like beat a dead horse, but I really think that like without the government doing anything about it, we're not, we're just not going to, we're just not like people can't control what this psychopath at Facebook does. Yeah. But maybe the government can. That's my only hope.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree and
1: If I had to extend some hope after all this horrible monstrosity, it'd be that.
0: I guess one good thing is at least now there's proof. Yeah. Like there there's always been the speculation mm-hmm. that Facebook is rotten. Yeah. <laughs> but There hasn't really been this kind of evidence, at least not from the inside. Yeah, and we have it now. And it's out there now. There's like thousands of pages of Mm -hmm. it. And maybe with receipts, Mm -hmm. things will change. Yeah. um, Whether it comes from within Facebook or it's forced upon Facebook by Congress, I don't know, but maybe.
1: Who knows? But I do know where you can find more episodes of our podcast on our website
0: carolinasnowflakes.com
1: Or you can go to the place we've been bitching about literally this entire episode and find us there.
0: <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash carolinasnowflakes
1: And if you liked the episode and you want to hear more, send us an email tell us how you lo- what you loved about it and how much you hate Mark Zuckerberg.
0: carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com
1: gmail.com
0: Thanks for listening. Bye!